the insane value of just one good employee. It can allow you to go on to start a second location and be crushing it. One employee can change the game with everything. It can change your entire life. Welcome to Gym Owner Freedom. I am Scott Carpenter and I am a former broke, struggling, frustrated, and overworked gym owner that felt stuck no matter what I did to try and improve the business. Once I realized that the answer wasn't what I thought it was, just getting more clients, and after really doing the math on acquisition and churn rates, I realized I wasn't even playing a winnable game to begin with. With my current price structure, mathematically, there was no way I could afford to pay my staff so I could scale up and out of the business that I could have the time, the money, the impact, and the freedom that I always knew I was capable of. Once I learned how to add value, by selling transformational programs to people who needed more than just workouts, everything changed in my life. Today, I own six gyms that all run without me, and I am free to pursue my passion projects and work just because I love to, not because I have to. And if that's a goal that we mutually share together, then this is the show for you. I'm gonna teach you the framework to make way more money with less clients and open up a world of possibilities to you. Subscribe. Leave a review and tune in every week. It'll change your life. I promise you that. All right. Welcome, everybody. So we have some really cool shit. Uh, one of the biggest problems that we all share is staffing. How to find and hire and develop amazing people. This is one of the, especially since the pandemic, Nobody really wants to work, right? We're all having trouble with this. We all have trouble with this. This is an area that I've excelled at in my gyms. So I'd like to share with you things that have worked for me because at the end of the day, I don't care how systematized, I don't care how much automation is in your business. We are a service-based business. And, in, and no matter how much you streamline all your SOPs, we are still a service-based business. And it comes down to the quality of the people that are in your business and running your business. That is our bottleneck. Let's face it. If you could duplicate yourself, you would have two locations and be crushing it. And if you could do it over and over and over again, you probably have 10 locations and be bringing in multiple millions of dollars in revenue every year. It comes down to the people. A business makes you money when you're not working in it because of the systems you have and the people that run those systems. So on today's training, we're gonna talk about how to attract, hire, and develop coaches and trainers that will allow you to replace yourself in any role, even as the owner. And I'll explain that. So first of all, let's highlight the insane value of just one good employee. One good employee can change your entire life it can allow you to go on to start a second location or a third or a fourth or a fifth or a sixth or a seventh, or it can allow you to make amazing money and spin off cash loan profits so you can get into short-term rentals, right? I love short-term rentals. I've got a couple Airbnbs. I've got a long-term rental. I've got a commercial building. That's great, but you need to be able to buy yourself time so you can pursue these opportunities and you need to also have the money to fund them as well. So wh whatever you want to spend your time doing, Maybe it's just relaxing, spending more time with your family. Maybe it's expanding multiple locations and you can be a multimillionaire. I don't care what your goal is. It comes down to like the value of one employee can completely, that's the differentiation of whether you're going to work 60 hours in your business or 40 or five or zero, however you want to do it. But it all comes down to the people. And if we zoom out for just a second, I know I've talked about Robert Kiyosaki before. You guys all know him from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and his cash flow quadrant. This is where it's really tricky, like going from self-employed where you're trading your time for money to being a true business owner where your people and your systems now make you money and you get extreme leverage on your time. And one person to replace you, think if you could just replace yourself. You're unemployed. Now you're making all this money. That's a dream. And you can do that. And it's, it's a scale, right? It's not that you're going to replace yourself everywhere at once. Some of you do still love working your business and that's okay, but I'd rather see you do the things that you love to do and less of what you don't. But one employee can change the game with everything. What I did when I built my first six locations, I'll have a seventh coming soon, is I started at one and worked inside of one, built it up. Then I acquired or started another location, okay? My first one was in Phoenix. 
Um, and I had replaced myself in there. I moved on. I purchased a competitor's location. I don't know how many miles, maybe eight miles away or something like that. That wasn't doing that great. I went in there, turned things around, got somebody to run it for me. And then I started my third location. My fourth location was actually with an operating partner that actually didn't work out, but I was able to swap it out for a new operators who just absolutely freaking dominate. Right. And so on and so forth. So I would go to one, build it up and leave um, and replace myself. So I have done this multiple times. I know it's a thing that eludes a lot of people. So I'm going to share with you how. Um, but really, it's, it's about getting the right people as employees, but it's also getting them in the right situations. One thing I struggled with was getting starting to hand off responsibilities and tasks to people who didn't want to do them in the first place. That's a recipe for disaster. So it's not just about having the right people on board, but getting them in the right seats, making sure you're giving them, for the most part, things that they love doing and are good at and limit the things that they suck at or don't want to do and getting those to somebody else who can champion those things. So getting them in the right seats is very important. It's a concept from good to great um, uh, by Collins, very famous book, really good book, lengthy, um, but it talks in detail about that. Um, also though, as you guys know, you probably have some horror stories with employees. You probably have instances of trainers and clients hooking up, dick pics being sent, um, people lying, people stealing, these things happen too. Um, and so employees can be like literally the, the biggest lifesavers in your business, or they can be the worst aspect of it. And the biggest thing to keep in mind is to hire slowly and fire quickly. And we tend to do the opposite. Hiring sucks because it's a lengthy process. It's, it's tough because you've got all your hours that you've got to account for, Right. Then you've got to market and, and, and advertise to get quality candidates in. Then you've got to analyze them. Then you've got to find time when they're available. And chances are they're already employed. So they got to, you got to arrange a time when you're available and they're available. And it might be late at night, some weird afternoon hour. Could be on the weekend. You might get no-showed. And the worst part is, is like you sit down and you know immediately in the first five seconds of meeting, I'm like, I do not want this guy working in my business but you're kind of obligated at least spend 30 minutes. So you don't have to break it to them that, you know what, you look like an ogre and you have the personality of a fire hydrant. I don't think it's going to work here. So you kill 30 to 60 minutes of your time. So you don't feel bad. And you do that a couple of times and get a no show. And by the first, the first time somebody normal walks in the door, you are so tempted to hire them because you just want to get this process over with and this person hired. And that can be a recipe, even if it's a good candidate, because it might not be a good fit two ways. They might have everything on paper, a good attitude and this and that, but they might not want to do this for a living. This might be just something they want to try and see. And then you could lose them in two months. There go a handful of clients. It's a nightmare. You're right back where it is. And chances are now you are taking those hours on and you're getting nowhere. You're not scaling up and out of your business. And rinse and repeat for several years is where most of us are at. So, and at the worst case scenario, they can lie, cheat, steal, take clients, become your competitor, open up a spot. I found this picture. This is of my fifth year anniversary. Um, this is at my first location, massively ugly colors. It's since changed. Do not, do not comment on that. But um, yeah, we're holding up five because it's five years. This was one of the worst. We all look happy. This is one of the worst times in my business because I let one guy, my employee number one, who I'd known for a long time, I'd since gone on and I have four locations at this point. I'm working in my number three one. Well, he started hooking up with a female trainer and denying it, messing with her head. And he was the manager at the place, right? So obviously, you know, it opens up to sexual harassment lawsuits, all that kind of stuff. But he hides it forever. And it all comes kind of out one time when another employee told me, like, there's some crazy shit going on. I don't know if you know about it. And at the end of the day, he was doing this you know, screwing the female trainer, messing with her head, total abuse of everything. All the employees turned against them. Um, by the time I found out about it, the damage was done. Uh, our, our head trainer left, started up a place down the street, eventually failed. Right. But then I had to, I had the most disgruntled employees, the ones that didn't quit. So basically I had to go from where I was working, drop everything and go into this place because it just started hemorrhaging revenue. Basically, all the clients quit, all the employees quit. 
And here's what I did something so stupid, guys. I'd known him for a while. He's always kind of a weird guy, but fundamentally, I thought this was a good person who did a bad thing. Okay. In the fact that, yes, this was totally wrong, but his fiance backed out a week before the wedding and his dad died within a span of a couple months. So I'm like, you know what? This is a person who just had a lot going on and made a bad life decision. So instead of firing him, this is how I'm so stupid. What's up, Carl? What's up, D? Uh, just hired a mini me. Excellent, man. And on to gym number two, Carl. Hell yeah, man. Amazing. Um, but so instead of firing this guy, I I had him go to be the GM at the at the location that I was working in. And I came there to rescue that and take it over. And guess what? He did the exact same thing. I didn't find out about it for months because they lied to me that they weren't hooking up. But he also went over there and told the existing GM. And I told him, I, I said, like, listen, there's certain things going on with him. I'm not replacing you. I'm bringing him over. Well, the, the guy that I couldn't trust opened his mouth, said things aren't up to par. That's why I'm here because he's trying to impress the female trainer. Starts having sex with her. They hide it for months. It eventually comes out. The, the existing GM explodes in a fit of rage and, and quits. The same thing happens. There goes the female trainer. He fired another person. Now I've got to fire him. Now I've got two locations bleeding, hemorrhaging in the red. And I am one person with basically one or two members on staff at either location, barely. And it was the worst period of my time. I'm trying to raise my one-year-old son. I am working, you know, 4.30 in the morning till 8 p.m. Saturdays, Sundays for month after month after month after month after month. So making these mistakes can be extremely costly. So I want to educate you on how to find good employees, what to look out for, how to hire them, comp plans to make it a long-term thing where you can provide a career instead of a job. So that's what we're going to go over today. But the main thing is, guys, I can't underestimate, like you can't do everything. I am shit on my own without other people. My capacity to give value and to create income and wealth and all these things, it's so limited It's just me. It's all about other people. So even if, you know, you're more of an, you know, you're, you're more of an introvert, like you, you need people, you need people in your life. They'll enrich your life. They'll help you do more. They will do more. The bottom line is you guys are stronger together than you are apart doing your own things. And that's a fact. So we got to get really serious about this. And let me show you how I, I quickly find them if I need them. Now, it's been a while since I personally have hired quite a long time. Because uh, I don't really do that anymore. But let me show you how I have a system set up to evaluate a lot of people. Like I was talking about before, you know, hiring, getting your 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 schedules to align, and you've got to be in the studio. They've got to be able to come in and doing that whole thing. It's a song and dance. It's not fast. It's slow. You get through about six people, and you really want to hire the first one with a pulse at that point. So you want to source source. Uh, you want to you want to put out your ads to hire just like you're doing ads for your business. It needs to kind of sell it. It needs to sell the opportunity. And so you have to lead with what you want. Let me give an example of a script. So um, the main thing is, is like if you, if they're going to be walking into a certain amount of hours, you want to mention that. One of the hardest things, especially if they're a personal trainer of switching jobs, is you're going to have this thing where you kind of got to build that book of business again. And that can take a while. And that's a barrier. So if they're going to walk into it with sure hours and sure book of business for clients, you want to mention and sell that, right? So you definitely want to do, do that. I like to list mine on Indeed. I've never even paid for it at this date. I just do the free version. Um, but, you know, pay details. Just put a range and it could include commissions and other things. So it, it really brings that top dollar amount up. Um, so you want to give a range on this. Now, I use overlapping personal trainer. Personal training is a business model. They can legitimately make 60 bucks an hour. Um, so I give a range on that one. Um, benefits, I don't put anything in there. Uh, leave just I don't really put it fill in much. I just go right in the job description. And this was happening to be taking over for a client, for a trainer who was actually moving across the state. So we're partying on really good terms. I don't really have many openings available to hire in my places at all. In this case, he's moving to be with his girlfriend. So walk into a full book of clients. The objection somebody would have, maybe they're not happy with where they're at, but they also don't want to start from scratch at zero. Walk into a full book of clients, right? Um, we have an amazing trainer that's been with us for many years. She's moving to Texas. For a relationship, we're looking to hire ASAP to schedule shadowing and an easy transition. 
Um, this is not your average personal training job. You can average 30 to 60 bucks an hour with our overlapping semi-private structure. What does that mean for you? So I'm selling the benefits of this. And I'm also letting you know, hey, we're transformation, we're specialists in transformations. Um, we're about lifestyle change with nutrition, movement, mindset, habits, all that kind of stuff. Um, notice the requirements I have in here. You must be a happy person. You must be someone who enjoys interacting with people on a daily basis. I'm not putting in, I need a minimum of X years of experience. I will take somebody more green who's more malleable and coachable over somebody that's that's just a seasoned uh, veteran who's just not very coachable and has an ego any day of the week, any day of the week. So this is the script I use. There's not much else I put in there. Um, and then I load this thing on like, like uh, indeed, like I'd mentioned, I'm expectation to hire within. I put two to four weeks, like let's have enough time to make sure we're a good fit and then let's go. Um, but you can ask questions. Not everybody will answer the individual questions, um, but you can put this out and you'll see all these people apply with the resumes, with all that stuff, as, as long as it's a pretty good ad. Um, very important to do. So you'll see all these people. You can look at the resumes. For the people that I don't like, I'll just X them out. Um, and if the people I'm not sure of, I'll put a question mark. If I know they look pretty good on paper, I will go ahead and, and put a green check mark. And then what I do, so you can take somebody and send a message. This is how I cut through the fat. I do not set up an interview that might be 30, 45, 60 minutes. I don't want to waste my time. I want to see what they look like. I want to see what they're wearing. I want to see how they communicate. I want to see if they show up on time for this thing. I want to see if they can figure out Zoom, okay? Because you got to have some basic working skill sets. And since the pandemic, Zoom is one of them. So I want to see all this stuff before I invest any of my damn time. So you can see these templates right here. So uh, you can set up a template and save it. And this is a set up a call and you can see it because it's already in here. I sent it. Hi, Adrian. Thanks for your interest in the position. Please pick out a time that will work for you for a quick call. Boom. And it gives a link to a call. Now, this was 20 minutes. I shortened that to 10 or 15 doing this again. And I only did the call for 10 or 15. But but I had this set up to uh, link to my schedule where they so we don't have to do back and forth. Are you available here? No, I've got this. Well, what about this time? Oh, I don't have that. What about this? No, they get a calendar link. It schedules it. Bam links up to the, to the zoom call. Um, and so that's how that looks. Now I think the template is actually, this might've been a manual one when I first started set up a call. Nope. That's it. That's all we got. So I've got that. Um, and then there's also a little bit, of uh, further information on here. So this will be a video zoom call. You can do this from your laptop or a smartphone. After you book your time slot, you'll receive a calendar appointment with our link to the zoom call. Please be on time. Make sure to join in a couple of minutes early to make sure your microphone and speaker settings are connected properly. So guys, this is the test. You know, are they going to show up? I don't want to arrange an hour out of my schedule to be in the gym where I don't want to be um, and, and waste any time. So that's what I have. Now, let's say I do that Zoom call. I like the way they talk and present themselves, all that stuff. Um, I have another template set up in here where I can just send them. Um, so I could click on templates floor skills assessment. Boom. So in this one, um, it'd be like, congrats on moving the next step to the interview process. Um, and then you can, this is where you can put in, maybe you're the one doing the floors assessment. Maybe it's one of your employees, but you can say, I will be, or Shane will be reaching out to you to assess your skills as a personal trainer on the floor and get a sense of how you interact with clients. Please just appropriate to give a training session. The address of the studio is here and here, blah, blah, blah. So I just let them know that the next step. And then uh, if you're the one scheduling, it would be with you and you would set that up. Or if it's one of your employees doing it, that's it. And so I can filter through dozens of people within minutes and they will filter themselves out. If they don't show up to the Zoom call, they don't show up on time, they're out. I'm not investing any time that I don't need to in these people. And I can evaluate. You can see this many, 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 many people. There's multiple pages of it. Okay. Um, there were more, but these were older ones. So that's it. Like Indeed is a really good source. And this is how I set it up to save my time on it. Um, local schools, colleges, a lot of them will offer like a two-year personal trainer uh, degree. Those are great to develop relationships with um, because they are going to school to do exactly what you want them to hire hire them for. Some people, they they like fitness. They want to kind of get into it or they don't know if it's what they want to do. These people are looking to do it for career. They have a specific degree in it. They're really good. Even though they're newer, 
They're greener. They're going to have a great attitude. They're going to be willing to work. And this is what they want to do. So, um, yeah, we went through that. The automated interview flows. Know that the best candidate is not always the best for you. You have to be a match in so many different ways. One instance, I made a mistake. I found a good employee, um, graduated college, not specifically for this. It was in like nutrition or something like that. She didn't want to go the RD route, but she was personable. She could communicate insanely well. She was super talented and had like three or four years of experience with a, as being a PT part-time through college. Um, God, she had a huge knowledge of nutrition. She was pretty, like she checked all the boxes, right? And, you know, the big mistake in hiring her, she wasn't sure what she wanted to do after college. So she was great for like three, four, five months, and then she moved on. And so you really want to make sure, like, don't get enamored by somebody's qualifications or experience or skill sets. You got to make sure it's a good fit for them, what they're looking for short-term and long-term. So just don't get so excited about what's on the paper on resume or how they are. You just got to make sure it's a good long-term fit and what they're looking for and what you're looking for match up. Um, because it's, it, it is a two-way street. Like, it's got to be great fit for everybody. Um, perfect. Keep the comments coming in guys. And if you have any questions, feel free to fire them off. Um, appreciate that. And, and I'll get to all of them too. Um, so yeah, main thing is, is don't, don't get enamored with somebody who's just an amazing killer and, and, uh, make sure that if it is somebody kind of entrepreneurial, make sure there's an interest in like doing it inside of your business instead of moving on as well. So main thing also is that experience and skill sets. Those can be learned. Those can be taught. But attitude can't. Okay. So if you find somebody's very uncoachable or they just, there's something off about their attitude or personality, it's a no. It is a no. It will end up poorly over time. I guarantee you. Um, we also hit this awkward stage to sometimes hiring where it's like you need to hire, but you don't have enough full time work. And it's this awkward stage. And you don't want to underemploy people. So in that case, like I would make your ad say it is a part-time position. I would love to have somebody interested in full-time, but right now it's part-time. So I want to make sure that meets your economic needs. If it doesn't meet their economic needs, it's going to be a struggle for both of you. It's not going to be very comfortable for both of you. Um, so be very transparent with that. And, you know, if it doesn't work out right now, it could work out in the future. So be very transparent with it because you don't want to get in a situation where you're underemploying somebody. And likewise, if you're up front with that, maybe somebody just needs a little bit right now. You don't know their financial situation. So you want to dig into that and see, are you okay if we only have you making this at month one, two, three, right? And what do you need to make to cover your bills and be, be comfortable enough, right? These are good questions to ask. Um, that moves on like comp plans. So a lot of us want to provide a career and not just a job. That is challenging for a lot of reasons. Most of you are really challenged. And this is my, my advantage. Most of you are really, really, really challenged with what you can do on payroll solely because you're, you're, you're not charging that much. Your average client value is not very high. And as you guys know, we teach you how to build, self-fulfill, and renew high and mid-ticket offers that you can charge much more. Yes, you're still going to have your lower price group, but people coming into your gym, some of them have a bleeding neck issue that I got to get solved. They need mentorship and nutrition coaching to bring you along. You need to be able to have a high ticket service to meet their needs. They will be your best clients with the best results, with the best testimonials, and they will pay you the absolute most. If you don't have that and you've only have commodity type offers, whether it's PT, semi-private, or group, you're leaving a lot on the table. You need to learn how to solve these people's problems, create solutions for them, okay? If you don't know how to do that, type solutions below, comment solutions below. We can send you a free training where we teach you exactly how to do that, okay? But when you're bringing in more and your margins are really, really high, Carl just signed up a 12-week group training with mentorship program for 4K. That's exactly what I'm talking about, guys. 12 weeks only. It's probably three times a week, I bet. Right, Carl? No different, right? This person could have come in and just joined his group. But that's not what she needed. He or she, I don't know. 
They needed more than that. They needed somebody to take them by the hand and teach them how to build healthy habits into the lifestyle. And instead of getting whatever, I can't remember, Carl, what your rates are for your group and stuff, instead of just getting that group rate for three weeks or for three months, you got $4,000 for that. You guys understand what that does to your P&L, how that explodes things, and how that allows you to build amazing freaking comp plans to create careers for your people instead of just jobs so that you can scale up and out. Um, yeah, $196 for four weeks is your group. So instead of getting roughly two, four, six hundred bucks, um, $4,000. And he might only get a couple a month on that, but do you know what an extra 8K would do instead of 196 times two coming in that first month? It's a big difference, guys. It's a big difference. If you don't have this, you need to do. So type solutions below. We'll get you that free training. But back to comp plans, like you need to be profitable. You need to be able to have good profits and, and not just you know do the low price, high volume game, and then you just can't keep up. So you need to create breathing room. Your profit margins should be there. So, um, and if we skip down like the four ninths rule, I hear gurus talk about all different ways to pay. Four ninths is a popular one that roughly translates to 44, 45% of the revenue going to the employee. And a lot of people do that for semi or PT, they'll pay out 44.45, whatever that is, percent. And then they get screwed because what happens when you need a manager on top? What happens when you need to pay sales on top? Like the math just doesn't work out. And your revenue's increasing when you're growing the business, but your profit still sucks. It's the same. So now effectively, you just have more members, more problems, and no more profit. And that is ugly. So quite often, the four nice rule doesn't stack up. It's paying people too much. And I want to be very cautious when I say this. I'm all about paying employees amazing wages. And this is why I don't lose many people at all. But the way I have it set up, I'm actually paying out a lower percentage, way lower than four nines. But the way I have things set up on the back end, I need fewer, fewer uh, coaches and trainers that get paid way more. And because I use an overlapping PT format similar to semi, it really helps me be able to do that. In addition, my business developers. So there's, let's, let's get to it. Technicians. These are your coaches or trainers. These are the ones on the floor doing it. Okay. Hourly is pretty good with this, right? Whether they're full-time, part-time, a good hourly. I use overlapping PT so I can pay per head. I might only be paying 30% out on it, but because on average, they may be working with two or three people. I've got trainers that can make $100,000 just delivering workouts, which is amazing, but I'm also making over 70% margins on them. So it's, it's just a big win-win all the way around. And it allows me to offer amazing comp plans that isn't found anywhere else, but I'm also profiting more. That's the key. So it's just a win-win scenario. And yet now your managers, these people are probably helping out with your mentorships on the high ticket stuff, nutrition coaching. They are uh, doing sales. If you can hand off sales at this point. So I can still have, you know, my, my, my floor rates for whatever coaching or training that they're doing, but I will also have front end commission. And typically I put that at 10%. You may or may not need to do that. Every business is a little bit different. So don't take these as hard and fast rules. Um, so front-end commission. In addition, if somebody's going to be like, replace me as the owner, I might either do profit sharing or I'll do back-end commission, which is kind of like a percentage of revenue sharing almost, right? So I'll do one of those two things. And really, if I can get my managers doing 60 to 120K a year, they're running that. It works. Now, the key thing is, is I make sure like, hey, you replaced me. I have soon to be six locations, soon to be seven. Okay. If somebody shatters a window or if a water heater is leaking, I can't be the one to go there. So I really lay out like what it entails. And that's a freak thing, but I can't, you know, how many locations could I actually do that for and get anything done? Not many at all. So I really lay out everything I need in there to see are you willing to accept this position, right? And if it's a yes, it's win-win. We've got clear expectations. Uh, you may, you need to fill the entrepreneur route. If you're caught as the technician all the time, you're not going to be able to grow and scale your business. 
you're just going to be owning a job. You're going to be firmly in that S quadrant where you're self-employed. If something happened to you, poof, it would all disappear. Okay. You need people to move into the B, the business owner stage. And uh, this is where you can look into start handing off management sales. Okay. All that cool stuff so that you can be the entrepreneur so that you can be the visionary, so that you can tackle the big decisions, the marketing, all that kind of stuff and build an amazing business and scale up and out of it as much as you want. Maybe you want that second location or a third or a fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh. You can do that. You need the people, okay? One of your guys may be kind of an entrepreneur. This is where I had a great conversation um, just an hour ago uh, with, with somebody who has somebody in his location who could potentially replace himself and be run it as the GM, the manager, or potentially be buy into it and be a minority partner, the operating partner. He's also got somebody who we might be able to start a second location up with. Um, and so those are two different things. But if you have an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur in your network, you can really leverage those to, uh, to just have so much, they have skin in the game. They're going to be investing money. You can leverage somebody like that. And together you will be stronger than if you went apart and did your own separate things. So creating a scenario in a situation where it's win-win, if you have an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur on your team, excuse me, can change freaking everything. In some locations, I still own 100%, right? And I've got the GM who's well incentivized, great opportunity. In others, I have one of those GMs who have bought in for a minority share of the business and they own and operate it, and they crush it. And they're actually partners now. So that is a way that I have done it over and over. And that is my favorite model. Now, there's a lot of trust in there. There's steps that need to be had. You can't just give up your equity. You've had to have known them for a while. There's a lot of conditions on there. But when you do that, you have gained a business partner, which is so much more valuable. They have skin in the game. They're very unlikely to leave. Yes, bad things could happen. You could split apart. But again, when you set it up the right way, you're going to iron out any conflicts of interest right from the get-go. And it's going to just be an amazing business marriage um, that will serve the both of you. So comp plans, yes. Um, you have to be careful about some. Salaries can work for some. They can be the most demotivating structure for others. I've done it where I've taken uh, a GM and put him on a salary and I watched her hand off so many client hours to other people. And now I'm like paying doubles. Like, what am I paying you for now? So you have to be very careful about how you put that together. A salary is only for the right person. And typically this is going to be for your manager, like entrepreneur, like, hey, here's a salary and the rest might come on profit sharing. That's a small salary and profit sharing. That's how we ran with Dave for the longest time. Um, you know, my partner, Dave Bess, um, he started as an independent contractor when I met him at my second location. And then I offered him the GM role when I lost my GM to Cody moving. And we set a small base. The rest was on profit sharing. That guy blew the shit out of that business. He blew the doors off and just crushed it. And he got well compensated and I did too. And best of all, my risk was a lot lower, right? I didn't have a seven grand a month salary going out, which could definitely bite me you know, in certain circumstances like COVID, right? So you have to manage your risk with this and beware because compensation plans that you think would be motivating for you are not always the ones that will work and they backfire. I'm sure you've had that where you've overpaid and all of a sudden they just want more. It's like, what? I don't understand. So the scenario is a little bit different. We're here to coach you through these nuances in your business. For all of you in, in grow or scale, you're, st you, you're hiring, you have employees, how do you not make these same mistakes over and over and over again? Uh, Eric, training, we'll send it to you. John, training, we'll send it to you. We gotcha. Thank you for putting that in there. Um, so yeah, there's, there's different ways that you want to set it up. And the main way I like to look at it, there's no hard and fast rules necessarily on rates, on this, on that. What you have to be very cognizant of is have a conversation with that person. Figure out what they need to make to satisfy them, to, to their basic needs, what they would appreciate and would like to make someday and learn about the, the roles that they would or would not like to do. Because then you can make sure to get them in the right seats, pay them the right amount. And quite often, we're entrepreneurs. We think differently. And what we think would work for them, they don't see the value in it sometimes. And it bites us. 
So I really urge you to do some digging when you're talking to these people. Find out what they need to make to get their bills paid. Find out what they would like to make short term and find out what they, what they would like to make long term. And as the, you know, people can say anything to when you hire them, it's still a risk. OK, it's still a risk. So fire quickly if you need to. I like to hire everybody on a three month trial period to evaluate and assess. Right. Good way to go. Because people can be anybody they want to be in an interview, anybody they want to be, but they will start to reveal themselves very quickly, right? And we've all made mistakes in hiring. Don't let that, don't let that detract you from taking, taking. because what happens is we get burned, we take on the work ourselves, we try it again, we get burned, we take on the work ourselves, and we just say, screw it, and we do the majority of the work with minimal help, and we just keep going on year after year after year after year after year. Yeah, there's risks. Yes, I have been burned in massive ways. The one instance I showed you down here was just one thing. And it sidetracked my life like crazy. But you can't play scared. You can't give up on building the dream business that you want to you have because you had setbacks. Because if you're not willing to take a chance on people, if you're not willing to do any of these things, the biggest risk, if you're not happy with where you're at now, you know for damn sure you're going to be there in another five years if you don't make changes in your business. And that goes for everything. If you are not where you want to be, if in five or 10 years, if you're there right now, good for you. Hell yeah. But if you want to be someplace else, if you want to be in a better position, you have to change your business. You got to go from launch to grow, to scale, to ultimate freedom, where you build and live your ideal lifestyle. You can work as much or as little as you want. But the important thing is, is you only choose projects that inspire you. I get pitched all the time for investments. One cool thing, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm a huge dork. I love historic European martial arts, which is fencing, but with like real old swords. People make fun of me for it all the time. I freaking love it. There's a sword manufacturer that is expanding like crazy and he's hitting his limits as far as what he knows how to do with the business and with capital. The cool thing is we're talking. I'm going to become an investing partner in this. We're negotiating this deal right now and I'm going to help him be the number one manufacturer because it's something I love. I get to do that because I'm over here where I've got the money to invest in the projects that inspire me and I've got the time to do it as well. Really looking forward to it. And I don't know what that is for you. Could be multiple locations, could be a different thing, could be travel, could be more family time, but you need to get yourself in a position where you can do this. And it starts with making sure you are profitable. If you are not profitable enough, if you're playing the volume game and churn is just canceling out your acquisition race and your profit is not high enough, this does not give you a lot of breathing room to grow your staff. You need to first start with that. You need to first build out high, mid, and low ticket offers. You need to learn how to sell it, which is A, getting them in the doors in the first, in the first place through organic and paid marketing. And then B, you need to learn how to close down those high and mid-ticket offers. Just like Carl said, 12-week group membership, mentorship for 4K. Everyone else would have gotten $600 out of that, okay? That is a big difference. That opens up all the doors in the world. So <clears throat> getting back to it, um, this is your responsibility to make these changes if you're not where you want to be. Don't stick your head in the sand. Don't kick that can down the road because that's what we all do over and over and over and over again. And we're always frustrated. Okay. So the bottleneck for most of you guys is not, I'm having a hard time finding anybody. There's no ads. Like nobody's responding to the ads. Like write it sexier, get more clever, go to these colleges, establish these relationships. All these, they're out there. They are out there. Okay. But if your bottleneck is finding the right person, to hire, whether it's just a trainer or coach or a manager or somebody who eventually replace you, you're probably not devoting enough time, skills, and expertise to find that person. When you find that person, everything changes. There is no freaking way I would have seven locations, okay? In this seventh location, outside of ribbon cutting, I won't even be there. I won't even be there. I won't even know the employees. To date, I don't know half of my employees. Why? Because I've done this. I've attracted, hired, and developed coaches and trainers that allows me to replace myself. Speaking on that one, the one reason why they're all killer right now, they did not start out that way, is because I invested heavily into their training and development. 
the way that I did that and the way our PT Legends clients do that and crush it is in PT Legends, we have a lot of calls in the week, multiple ones for sales and the different parts of the sales process so people can get live reps in there, coaching, uh, how to be an amazing coach for nutrition, for habit changes, all that kind of stuff. Um, we have, I think, what is it? Four, five calls a week to train and develop. I send all of my, my people on those calls. They've gotten rep after rep after rep after rep for months and years. That's why they're freaking killers. I don't have time in my schedule to do that. Lucky, I run PT Legends, so they all get in it. But this is what we do. We don't just train you as the owner on how to do all these things. We then will train your employees to do it. And it's not, here's a bunch of videos, and take a quiz. That doesn't work. Like It is literally getting live reps on these calls. Where it's like, okay, let's say they, hey, this is a great thing, man. That's a lot of money, though. I don't, I don't know if I can afford that. How would your person respond to that? Do you even know how to respond to that? But getting the reps in, we're like, okay, John, go. And you're doing it in a room with eight other people. It's a little stressful, but you get so dang good. Imagine if you did that with your main employees. They become business developers and will grow your business for you. So the development is huge. Um, but the bottleneck quite often is you, like if, if you know, you need to find this person that needs to be a priority for you, that is a rock and you can't just make them appear, but you have to put in the effort week after week to find that person to coach and develop that person. Okay. When you do, and you can step out of your business, it is magic it is unbelievable. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like the 80% rule. Most of our time, we spend most of our time doing the 80% of things that won't matter right? Really what it's about is what are the 20% of things that you need to do that are going to yield you 80, 90, 95% of your results? Those tend to be the uncomfortable things. It's usually acquisition. And it's usually building your team. And those are the last two things we want to do. We'd rather do some programming. We'd rather do this, that, the other. We'd rather research that. We'd rather look into expanding our supplement line. Guys, that's the 80% that isn't going to do shit for you. It's just dragging you down. Two big things, acquisition, paid and organic. If you need help with that, just write acquisition. We have trainings on that that we can send you, okay? Then it's building your team. Building, hiring, finding them, hiring them, developing them, starting to hand off what you don't want to do anymore so you can work on bigger and better things, okay? And then quite often, it is the affordability of being able to afford a great comp plan to make it a career versus a job, Okay. If you're not very profitable right now, we have an eight-week program to help you be very profitable. We're going to help build out these high-ticket and mid-ticket offers in addition to the commodity stuff you're doing. Selling, which means bringing them in the doors in the first place. Your marketing might suck. If you're only sitting with six people in a month, that's a problem. We need to at least double that, at least double consultations to 12 a month, okay? And then learn how to sell these higher-ticket programs, which you can have one person that's worth 12 it's insane what it can do. And once you learn how to fulfill it quickly, then it's, then it's all about renewing that. Renewing them from a, a nine-week or a 12-week program and converting them into a year-long program on monthly EFT and increasing that monthly recurring rate month after month. That's how you build a sustainable business. And then you hand it off. Hand off the floor work. John wrote acquisition. We'll get that to you. Thank you. Hand off the floor work. Then hand off the coaching and mentorship, delivery of the nutrition and mentorship. Then hand off sales. Then you're good to go. Hey, just a quick reminder to everybody. If you are ready to start making an extra $10,000 more this month, every month, by making more money with less clients with transformational programs and create a consistent flow of high-quality leads, you can learn more about what it's like to work with me and my team at PT Legends and how ridiculously affordable it is at coachscottcarpenter.com. It is such a no-brainer that it more than pays for itself when we teach you how to enroll two, just two case study clients. Really, that's it. So go to coachscottcarpenter.com and learn more about it. It's not complicated, guys. The bottleneck is just you haven't committed to doing it. It's you. Um, so, oh, by the way, uh, thank you for asking. This is on the webinar side. What, what is the deal with this thing? Uh, yeah, this is a program that an eight-week program where we will help you do this entirely. Um, we only start one up every like six to eight weeks right now. Our next one starts up in two and a half weeks on August 21st. 
we only work depending on how if if your employees are coming in, we only really work with eight to 10 businesses at one time. So very low volume. What you can expect is, yes, you're going to get our, our portals and stuff like that, but it's not like that. We'll talk once or twice. Good luck. We're going to be on live, like with me, with Dave, with Josh, with Will, at least three times a week where we're teaching you this stuff, fine tuning it for your business. We go to freaking war together and we guarantee you will make 100% of your money back at the least in eight weeks or less, or we'll keep working with you indefinitely until you do. Um, so that's that program two and a half weeks away. Uh, what does four ninths mean? Four ninths, good question. Four ninths, some people have popularized that is you should pay people um, four ninths of the revenue. So let's say you have an $80 PT session times four divided by nine, you should pay out about 36 bucks to them. That's what that is. Um, and in some cases you need to do it. In some cases it's overcharging and not leaving enough room and you're just going to have low profits. Uh, I share my P and L's a lot, guys. This is an old one. Um, and only a quarter, but I shared my 2022 locations for at least two or three locations and my profit margins, my net profit comes down to 40 to 50% of revenue. Now, if you're overpaying employees in a way that's not beneficial and, and, People just make huge mistakes on this one. You're not going to be profitable enough. The bottom line is your gym, any gym should be able to have the ability to make at least $200,000 in profit a year. Okay. Not to say everybody's there, but you should have the ability to do it. If you cannot do that, your business model needs tweaking. You need to not rely on volume. You need to bring in high and mid ticket, uh, high and mid ticket offers in addition to your commodity based PT semi group. It's got to be done, guys. Has to be done. We can teach you how to do it in eight weeks. It's super easy. Thanks for that question, John. Um, so where am I at? Here we go. So uh, yeah, that's the big, that's the main thing. If you want help with that, if you want to talk to me or Josh about if that eight-week program would work for you, um, just type in call in, in, in the comments and I'll shoot you a DM. We can hop on for a few minutes. Tell me where your business is at. Um, what your obstacles are. And I will let you know what I would do in your situation in terms of acquisition, in terms of your prices and offers, in terms of your staff. Um, and then I can, we can go over the details of the eight-week program. If it's a good fit for you, awesome. We'll crush it together. If it's not, I'll give you the game plan of what you need to do regardless. Um, so be happy to take that. So write calls in the comments if you want to hop on for a few minutes and kind of give me the rundown of where your business is at. I'll show you what I would do in your situation. Um, okay. So let's bring it into Q and a guys. Um, Q and a, so what questions do you have? I know we talked about a lot on here. Um, I'm probably going to only have time for one or two just because I'm going on like 45 minutes already. Um, but what, uh, what are one or two questions you have? I don't care what it's about finding it, comp plans, anything like that fired out. Um, I'll see it. And I'm going to scroll up to see if I missed some of these questions. Cause I know I did training acquisition. Cool. We'll get those to you. Let me check the webinar side of it. Can you explain more about the manager pay? Yeah. So this is a hard one to, to answer quickly. Manager pay. Um, a lot of times I'll have it where they get you know, their rate for being on the floor, working with clients, whether it's PT, semi, group, whatever. Um, the front end commission, most of the time that manager needs to be good at sales. Uh, they, they really, well, not most of the time, they do need to be good at sales. If you can't handle acquisition, it's not a good fit. Um, they're not going to be somebody that's going to be able to sustain your business or grow it. So uh, quite often, I'll do a front-end commission, maybe 10%, and then a back-end commission. Because the way we have it set up, we'll sell a high-ticket program that's nine weeks. At week six, we will convert them into a year-long uh, year client and bill them monthly. I can't tell you. You only need to collect 10 or 20 of those. Your business will expand. Explode, absolutely explode. So I want to really heavily incentivize anybody that can do that. So the front end commission on the sales, but the back end commission, when they convert them, I want to pay out on that too. And so between those two and the fact that they get any, any hourly for their, their floor rates when they train people, and if they do any of the coaching and mentorship, um, between those, their comp plans look really, really, really good, really attractive. Um, occasionally you can get by with a low base salary and do a profit kind of sharing thing 
um, or a percentage of gross. And that really incentivizes performance. But I like performance incentivizing things. Whenever I've gone with a larger salary, I, I see productivity drop like absolute crazy. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, and then John, I answered your question on four ninths. Um, I have seen, I have seen some people advocate paying higher than that, like 60 plus percent on PT. And I am just here to tell you that math doesn't fucking work. Everyone will make money, but you, while you take on all the risk and all the overhead and the electricity bills and you name it. I have seen people pay out 60% to trainers, 70% guys. That's insane. And you are selling and attracting the people paying it out. Like, and there is still not enough. They're going to want more. I, I can promise you. It just does not work. You can't run a business like that and have that low of margins. You are just screwed. You are never, ever going to stop owning a job. You will never build a business that, that has the ability to run without you or allows you to only work part-time. The margins have to be there, but there's a way to design it where you're making amazing margins, but your people are getting paid more than they could at other competitors too. I know it sounds like it's too good to be true, but you know it isn't. And if you don't know overlapping PT like I do, you could do this with Semi too. But let me, let me show you this. This will provide some clarity. Let's say you've got some one-on-one, you're paying out, you know, maybe it's 80 bucks, you're paying out 30 on payroll, making $50 profit. So then people are like, let me do semi-private and we'll charge $30 a session. And if I have four clients, I'm making $120 in revenue and paying out maybe a little bit more on payroll 40 and I'm making $80 profit. So you go from $50 profit to $80 profit. But what is the problem there? The problem is that you got to find four times as many people and you're not even making double, not even making double. So overlapping PT is a way to be able to work with multiple personal training clients at once. So you're charging the same rates. You're going to be paying out, let's say, 20 bucks a head. So you got 360 bucks in revenue, 80 times four minus $80 payroll. That trainer is making $80 for that hour. Your profit is $280 compared to the 80 or the 50. That's the model that I run. Um, if you do any kind of one-on-one PT, I would highly encourage you to consider overlapping PT. Here's a photo, a screenshot of my mind body where here's a trainer who's got a hundred sessions on the books, hundred PT sessions. Dude's probably clearing 80, 90 something thousand. He's servicing over 30 grand worth of business with one person. I'm making super high margins over 70%, but he's also making way more money than he could otherwise make anywhere else. And all he's doing is servicing PT sessions. That's it. He's not doing anything he doesn't want to do. He's not doing any organization or et cetera, et cetera. So anyways, yes, guys, your bottleneck might be finding somebody to do sales or coaching, whatever stage you're in, do it. Make that a priority. I challenge you. Um, if anybody wants to chat about anything, just write chat, call, whatever. We can hop on, brainstorm what we need to do. Um, I can show you our eight-week program. If you're a good fit for it, awesome. If not, not a big deal, man. You'll, you'll leave with some great information. And you'll know exactly what I would do in your situation. So uh, thank you for tuning in live, guys. This uh, Thursday or next Thursday, same time, 12 p.m. PST. Come here every week for you. We're going to come up with another really good uh, topic. As always, write your questions. Uh, reach out if you need any help. We're here for you. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you are ready to start making an extra $10,000 a month or more this month, by making more money with less clients and create a consistent flow of high quality leads, you can learn about what it's like to work with me and how ridiculously affordable it is at coachscottcarpenter.com. And if you got any value out of this episode, please pay it forward and leave a review for this show. It helps other gym owners find the answers to the huge problems that we all share. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.